So, here we are in the Record Cafe in Bradford once again, a buzzing pre-match atmosphere behind us. And we're joined today by Richard Wardle, who's written a book called One Year, Two Seasons. And also we're joined by Mike Harrison of The City Gent, the well-known editor of The City Gent, who's the publisher of this book. So first off, Richard, um, why did you write this book? So, thanks, Dave. Um, the primary reason for writing the book was to raise money for two charities. One which is well known to Bradford City supporters is the Plastic Surgery and Burns uh, Research Unit and the other which is slightly closer to my heart is the Huntington's Disease Association which unfortunately my mum suffered from and passed away from uh, a few years ago. Um, one year, two seasons, what's the, what's the concept behind that? So just really... Uh, been thinking about writing a book for a while um, and because we were doing so well towards the end of the 2016-17 season I just thought it'd be a good time to start writing. We'd got into the playoffs that season um, and then obviously just carried on writing from there into the following season. Now obviously you I presume you haven't got the ability to see into the future, but I suppose you never know. I mean, you wouldn't have known the, the, the dramatic things that were going to happen to City in that time, really. Yeah, definitely. So, as many listeners will know, we, we, we beat Fleetwood in the two-legged semi-final playoffs, uh, got to Wembley, unfortunately lost to that late Steve Morrison goal against Millwall, and then obviously, um, beginning of uh, 2017-18 season started off really well under Stewart, played some really good uh, attractive attacking football and the fantastic 4-3 home win in December um, against uh, Rochdale um, uh, went into 2018 calendar year beat Fleetwood Town away 2-1 sitting fifth I think it was in the playoffs and then unfortunately the season just unravelled from there really so is this uh, a Bradford City fever picture? I presume you've read a few other books that might have uh, inspired you perhaps? Yeah, um, as a sort of allude to uh, in the sort of beginning of the book, I've uh, read quite a few football books over the year and as you say, Fever Pitch by Nick Hornby is a well-known football book. There's many great books out there though. Um, also including obviously ones written by yourself, Jason McEwen on Bradford City, but just wanted to do something um, a little bit different and as you say the beauty of writing a, a diary of supporting Bradford City was you didn't know how things were going to turn out. It could have been worse, I mean it could have been a really dull season <laughs> as regards for writing it. Um, just talk, me, talk to me, I mean obviously we're on a podcast, we can't see it, but it's got tremendous artwork, I think it's a lovely piece of artwork. So who did you get that from? So I think if it's okay with you, I'll ask Mike to talk about the cover, because he was instrumental in getting the cover produced. Absolutely, sorry, go on Mike. Yeah, okay, so um, I follow a chap on uh, Twitter called Payne Profit, who is an American chap who lives in the, uh, the Potteries, Port Vale fan, and, uh, but he just produces these this tremendous artwork and um, I'd seen some of the, he'd done a couple of Bradford City inspired uh, artwork really, uh, for, uh, uh, pictures that he's, he'd, he'd sort of painted, drawn and, and when we were discussing what type of front cover to put on, this, on uh, Richard's book uh, and 
Richard was quite happy for me to try and even get contact Dave Robinson and put a more, a more City Gent style cartoon. Dave Robinson being, being the, the artist who does, who does uh, the, When Saturday yeah, Comes. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, once again, that was only by contacting When Saturday Comes and saying, can I get hold of Dave Robinson? They passed me on to him about 12 years ago, maybe 2006 I think it was. Uh, and then that's become a bit of a theme of mine regarding the front cover of the City Gen. But I just felt that with Richard's book, maybe just a, a cartoon front cover, because he's quite, I mean, one, not, not that the, the writing's particularly serious, because it's, it's Richard's thoughts of following Bradford City for 12 months, as he says, from, from April, end of April 2017 to uh, 18. Uh, but the fact is, it, it was more, not, I, I just didn't feel, didn't feel that I could even think about a, a suitable cartoon to put together that would even encompass the full 12 months, because when I do a City Gent cartoon, it's usually of, its, of, of the moment. Yeah, it's uh, coming on the... On the yeah, yeah, I try and find some, some semi-humorous thing that I, I just give to Dave Robinson, and he, and he always finds something fantastic back. But I'd seen this, this picture that uh, Paying Profit had drawn a long time ago, and of course you know, the beauty of uh, Twitter these days you can just direct message people uh, and I got a hold of him and uh, asked him about uh, I mean he quoted a lot of money to, to draw something uh, bespoke as it were and yet we sort of managed to um, narrow him down and to be fair to him he just said well I'll charge you 50 quid and, and you can just use it as it is uh, so I suppose to him he's, he'd already drawn it years yeah. ago so an extra 50 quid in his pocket is quite nice but he was really generous of him uh, to do that uh, and I just felt it just suited the mood uh, of Richard's book, but also it just gave that sort of a bit of a nostalgic quality. Uh, and it's just a fantastic piece of artwork. Um, it is. So, and you know, I was really pleased that, that Payne agreed to uh, to let us use it. Well, it's it's going to be the front cover of this uh, podcast. So, if you're wondering what it looks like, go like go back and look at the front cover. You'll see it. Um, Richard, can I? I don't know to approach this. There's a lot of pubs in this uh, in this uh, publication. Yeah, um, as I've sort of mentioned previously. So don't, don't be apologetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, as my daughter says, three topics that I write about, football, beer and fish and chips, which is quite a good combination yeah, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I do like a pint of real ale and very apt that we're sat here today in the Record Cafe on North Parade in Bradford. Um, so yeah, the, the corn dolly features in there, they always have a good selection of ales in my opinion. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's a few away games in there, so there was the artillery arms, I think it is down in Portsmouth with my friend Stephen holding a, a pint of ale outside their premises from the Portsmouth away game that's featured in the book. And there's also other pubs in there that are featured on non-match days as well. So yeah, we. Oh, I see. It's a seven days a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. your doctor's not listening. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, all right, fish and chips. What? Where's the fish and chips? Well, f- fish and chips. I mean, great classic British traditional uh, meal. And I was fortunate enough to work at uh, Tangate Fisheries in Idle in Bradford uh, for just over two years. Uh, a friend. Uh, Were you a fish fryer? I was. I did all sorts in the shop, from preparing, cleaning, serving, through to cooking of the fish and chips, and thoroughly enjoyed working up there. Fantastic. So, Mike, are you often overrun by people saying, "I'd like to write a book. Um, would you publish it, please?" 
No, I'm not actually, in, in all honesty. Do you want to be? I'm, well, I yes, I would actually, uh, but I would, I mean, I'm always trying to encourage people to write for the City Gen. It's a constant battle and, you know, here we are, I'm, I think I'm two weeks away from putting the next one together, so the next one comes out in three weeks for the Fleetwood game. Uh, I've got your article, which I appreciated that came fabulous in. Fabulous article, <laughs> absolutely wonderful. And very opposite to something that happened insofar as John Watmuff upset uh, Jack Todd of recently, so we actually went to see him, and uh, just, to, just to, out of respect, really, we don't really, don't really agree with a bit upset but the man's upset and we went to see him. the fact that you've sent something in that's uh, I mean that fascinating you sent me that, that photocopy of that check from yeah uh, yeah which I, I mean, mean we know we go a bit off tan tangent there but slightly but I, I sent Mike just to uh, I sent Mike a, a, a photocopy of a check for 1.6 million pounds I it, I thought, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can I say it was a photocopy of a check that wasn't for me, no, no, it was no. it was sent no. from West Yorkshire County Council to Bradford City Football Club in 1986 oh, or eight, late 85 it'd have been I suppose for the re no it'd have been 86 eight, wouldn't it, it? 86, for the rebuilding of Valley Parade so it's probably the most significant yeah. check in the history of Bradford City Football Club yeah, so I suddenly got that sent out of nowhere yeah. so I've passed it to you and, and that was obviously sent to Jack Tordo yeah. hence the link yeah. incredible and, and and that's where you know when you know not not so much to uh, I think one of the beefs that Jack told I've had a little bit was we don't really perhaps feature him enough in the city gent to to, to really respect him. He perhaps gets you know, and it, John really wasn't criticising him at all. He just tried to compare what what um, what Eddie Wright should have been through in on on social media compared to what perhaps Jack told might have gone through had social media existed in 1988. However. We, it was really nice, that really ties in really nicely, but at the moment, I'm pretty sure three weeks ago, that's the only article I've got in at the moment, but I, did, uh, I need to uh, crack on and well, get... Well, this is coming out on Monday, hopefully, so yeah, it's well, an advertisement. Anybody, anybody who's listening to this um, has anything that would like to write to and um, put it in the City Gen and see your writing in the City Gen, your name in it, um, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear from you, because uh, even if it's... Hey, even if it's only 250 words that fits one page, I'm happy to do it because the more people that write for the City Gent, the more diverse people, absolutely the better. You know, it's nice that I've got a good set of regulars, and I think the strength of the City Gent is the fact that, you know, Dave, you, you, you edited the City Gent in the late 90s and you've been a, you know, writing for the City Gent as long as I, I have been. And, you know, John Watt was still writing for it. How long have you been editing now, Mike? Uh, since July of 2004, from that, uh, if you remember the infamous meeting we had in, uh, in uh, whatever that pub was on, uh, just by the by the Alhambra, whatever it was called then. I, and, I can't uh, remember the meeting, so it must no, be. No, uh, well, well, Richard Halfpenny uh, got us all in to have an end of season meeting in 2004, uh, and saying, "Well, we've lost a load of money. I think it's the end for the city, Jen. I'm going I'm to pack up. And, you know, Richard had only been editing on his own for a couple of years because you did like a joint edited. Correct. As you, whereas you sort of. I passed it on slowly. You did like yeah. five years and you sort of <laughs> half passed it on, you did like a half and half season. Especially when I, you know, never forget, obviously, I suggested that half and half where we changed the, uh, the cover around so it read upside down at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the fact is, yeah, so then Richard Rathbun did two years at it and uh, then just said, well, that's it, City Gent's done, it's dead. And then everybody says, well, unless, of course, anybody else wants to take it on. And, of course, everybody, everybody looks at Mike. Everybody looks at me. <laughs> um, Oddly enough, that's how I got appointed. I was sat in the, the Corn Dolly, 
Um, I think it was. Oh, would have been John Monmouth that would have passed it on to you. Um, well, yes, yeah, everybody looked at me. Yeah. If this is uh, we need a new editor, and everybody looks at me, and I thought I said, well, I've been appointed, and I'm like, Maybe I was just as well I wasn't seeing the corner that day and you, you, you took on the mantle but, you know, and did very, very well, obviously. Uh, but the fact is, I think you know, the, the strength of the city agenda, apart from that, is you know, you know, John Dewar's set it up as well. John still writes occasionally for the city agenda, as does John Watmuth. Mick Dickinson does, when I can get hold of him, because he's in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many people don't particularly know, but he's been, I mean, he's been out of the country for absolute donkey's years, yeah. but he, you know, he's Gimmer Gimmer. It's fantastic when you can... Uh, getting to do that and it's, it's a nice thread that despite the fact that yes I'm always trying to encourage new people to write and it was great that Richard uh, contacted me uh, but I'm and I say anybody any new out there want to want to write for the city gen please do because uh, I, I try and encourage as many new people to write as possible but there is obviously a thread going through the whole 35 years almost that we've been going together that you know we're still at it I wish you won't mention 35 years and well, yeah, no, it's, 15 it's, years of you doing it. Uh, Richard, you, you used to write a few things for the city, gem. not you? you yeah, it's a recognisable name from my days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for those that don't know me, I don't think in Bradford City circles I'm as well known as yourself, Dave and, and Mike, but I mean, I went to my first game at Volley Parade in May 88, didn't realise the uh, importance of that game when unfortunately we lost 3-2 to Ipswich Town, but been a regular there now for over 30 seasons and I think my first article in the City Gen was when I studied at Derby University and a certain Mr Ian Ormanroy was playing for Derby County and I sent uh, whoever was the City Gen editor at the time in the early 90s uh, a picture out of the local Derby newspaper of Ormanroyd and a game that I think I'd been to, to watch Derby play down at the baseball ground as they then played at. A lovely, tight-packed ground, in my opinion. Um, so I think that was the first article I had published in the City Gen. So that was... If it was early nights, it would be John Walton, and I'm sure John's got it... Uh, he's probably still got it filed away somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but how efficient John is. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've had various articles over the years. Probably not that many in the in the 90s and the early noughties. So did you think you would end up writing an entire, essentially a city special? Uh, well, no. Because I, I know when I first wrote my first piece, I, I never envisaged that end up as a, the editor. Oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I'd, I'd, it's it's a great to... journey, isn't it? It's great yeah, journey. I mean, writing the book was a real journey. So again, um, as Mike alluded to earlier, it, the book features from the Rochdale away game, April... Okay, can we stop you there? Why did you remind me again? Why wasn't it January to January? So, why, why wasn't it August till May? <laughs> yeah, well, good point. Um, January is obviously. I, I think he thought we were going to get, get get promoted in the playoffs. <laughs> he, he could write about the first championships, you know, the you know, league campaign for like fifteen years. Commerce. Now. It's just about commerce. Just, <laughs> I won't burst the bubble. Well, we all know what happened next. But. Yeah. No, I think um, I think everybody knows, don't they? I don't think it's it's not a spoiler, Mike. No, no, yeah. no. no. It's, it's a bit like the Titanic when it's in the movie. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Yeah. Well, I just try to erase those memories of, of Millwall away at Wembley. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's Millwall away at Wembley. That's a major issue now, really. No, is it? No. Are we talking Yeovil Town? Is that as a significant yeah. match as as Wembley against Millwall? I don't know. Possibly, but going back to your question, Dave, I think I'd thought about writing a book for a, for a while. Um, 
yes, you're right. We knew that we were in the playoffs prior to that Rochdale home game. It was just who we were going to play in the semi-finals. We were fortunate enough to get to the final. Um, it wasn't really, in all due respect, the thought of going to play in the second tier of English football that I started to write the book. It just felt like the right time to do it. And rather than start it at the beginning of a season in August, I thought, well, let's go from, I think it's 30th of April 2017 when we played Rochdale. But it seemed to me to make sense to finish it at the end of uh, the 2017-18 season, which, as you just alluded to, uh, unfortunately didn't turn out to be as, as good as what we expected it to be, bearing in mind where we were sat in the table on the 1st of January 2018. So in some respects, accidentally perhaps, you've covered a really important aspect of the modern history of Bradford City. Certainly in the last five years, it's been one of the most eventful, you can take away the cup runs and all that, but as, as something that might impact on the long-term future of the club, you've actually captured a season, or sorry, a year, that has been very, very important. Yeah, and if I just chip in before Richard answers as well, I think 2018 will be talked about by Bradford City fans even well after we've stopped writing about, about Bradford City, because I think it's, it's, yeah, it's been a pivotal year, and also for a, a calendar year, and of course... Um, Unbeknownst to Richard, they say he just felt like this, the right, as you say, the right time to do this. But he has chronicled, and I always like to think that the city gent in, in each individual issue is just chronicling, you know, the history of Bradford City one issue at a time. But what Richard's done is a very personal view of virtually a calendar year. Uh, of you know, I say, you know, and it's, it's and that's and you know that's that's great for people to read now. I think hopefully. People might pick these 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 books that we've, we've printed up in, in years to come, and they'll look back on it. And it might even mean, mean even more. But yeah, it's a um, you know, say accidentally you did fall on you know, a season of turmoil, a year of turmoil. Yeah, I think um, as just following on from what Mike's just said, um, we know that sat here at the moment. I think I'm right in saying we've won our last four home league games without conceding a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I read somewhere if we hadn't have beaten Warsaw and Scunthorpe in those December home games I think we possibly could have had the worst or the lowest number of league points for the calendar year for 2018 well, a, bar a, Reading I think there was a great thing had we lost great thing it wasn't a great thing had we lost against Oxford we would have been 10 points adrift from safety. Yes, that's very true. Which yeah. is astonishing, isn't it? Yeah. It's astonishing. But looking forward, um, you know, with David Hopkin at the helm and his backroom back staff, now he's got them in place, barring the 3 0 away defeat last weekend at Barnsley, hopefully. Today, home to Southend United, hopefully, we can continue to pick points up. I think you said earlier, Dave, prior to this podcast, Plymouth Argyle seemed to have been picking up. I think I'm right in saying Wimbledon won last weekend. It's still tight down there. And coincidentally, after we beat Rochdale away 4-0, they've been dragged right into it. I think they're only three points ahead of us. So still a lot of hard work ahead for David and the team of players this season. But we've managed to keep hold of Jack Payne and... Uh, Lewis O'Brien on loan from Huddersfield till the end of the season, which I think is massive. 
think David Ball's got a big part to play. Uh, people forget we've got him on loan as well from Rotherham United. But hopefully we'll have enough and the signs have been there in the last five, six weeks that hopefully we can end up um, above the bottom four come the end of the season. And that's the great thing about football, isn't it? That we've moved on from talking about this very pivotal year and suddenly... We're talking about staying in League One is, is, is like the most vital thing to add to the club at the moment. And yet, that is, it's seen as hope, and that's football, it's always reborn, we just keep going. And there could be another of these in five years' time, ten years' time, who knows? Where do you think we are, Mike, at the moment? We might as well just continue talking about Bradford City for a short while. Uh, where we are at the moment is still in this relegation fight it's frustrating we've isn't got it more, it is frustrating because, we haven't got out of it have we? Uh, as you say from Julian Rhodes coming back to the, the club you know picking up you know, obviously we've got past all the short over two games picking up an away point at Peterborough uh, and then they say that massive game against Oxford which has kick-started the, the recent upturn in the home form and every game and you look at the three defeats we've had since Julian Rose's return and the where Edin Wright was sidelined before he eventually left, you know the three defeats have been all away games and all at top six ties. So I think we, we see what level we're at. Uh, we know the task in hand, uh, and arguably I think you know we, we've fallen back into I think we third bottom again now only because we missed the game last week because right. of because Shrewsbury being in the cup. So. Uh, I'd, I'd have fancied us at home to Shrewsbury last week, even though Shrewsbury have defied the odds and gone at Stoke and won in the FA Cup. But it's. And even if the, all the other teams around us, as we said, are, are picking up points like Plymouth and, and Wimbledon, all it means is they're dragging other people into it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think. I, I can't think from memory how far behind we are from South End. But to be honest, I think if we beat South End today, we probably, I think we're only three points behind them. So if, if arguably, if we think we're in a relegation fight, and maybe Southend don't, then all, if they lose today or we beat Southend today, then all of a sudden they ought to be in a relegation fight as well. And I'd like to see the, the bottom eight and nine sides fighting for those, avoiding those four places, not just as we saw at the end of November, perhaps when at one stage, as you say, it could have gone very wrong if we'd have lost to Oxford. At one stage, we were looking at thinking, how can we just get past the, the, t the three teams above us, or, or four teams above us, to finish fifth and bottom? Now, apart from a, you know, and I do fear for Rochdale, because Rochdale seems to be on an absolute slide at the moment. Uh, but, um, the, and it would be a shame, because Rochdale away is always a great game, not the fact that we always seem to beat them. We, we, might, but, we might go down with them. Yeah, well, I, I, I still think we're going to stay up. And, Bizarrely, and I did think, because I've, I've just done recently a halfway uh, appraisal of, of the season for the Yorkshire Post, as I do from time to time, uh, and at the start of the season, maybe controversially, I said we'd finish 15th, even though there was a bit of optimism in the air. I didn't feel it. Uh, and I've said to Richard Sutton of the Yorkshire Post, I'll stick with 15th. I think I'll be more than happy with 15th. I uh, think we all will be. Because, uh, and I think it would be, uh, I think it's achievable. Um, because I think, I think, uh, and I think it's been mentioned. Home form, absolutely. And you see, you know, the three games we've rotten in the last couple of months against top six sides, one of them was controversial, losing up at Sunderland. 
that you know last week was pretty dire at Barnsley, um, and of course you know the, the Luton game had reasons why to a certain extent because obviously with injuries and suspensions. But other than that, it's been very very encouraging, and it's almost now we got to a stage in January where you sort of forget about how bad things were in September, October, uh, early November. Uh, no, 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 things improved in November. It's really September, October is the, the killers. Uh, but, and for me as well, I mean, having to put the City Gen together and thinking about how the season's going to progress, you think, well, and also I also comment on City doing the away games for the pubs sometimes. But I do feel that, actually, this last half of the season could be really exciting. And I do hope as well that... Uh, sometimes we, we, with football, it's, it's all about momentum. We saw the momentum last season go down and it followed on this season despite all the signings in the summer. But if we can build momentum in this last half of the season and then carry it on into next season, then who knows? We saw this in 84, 80, 83, 84, which then followed into 84, 85. And, and we've and, seen and it in 86, 87, which then followed into 87, 88. Uh, so it's you know, there's precedent there and from certainly from the start of the season fearing the fact that God we've bought all these players and they're all on two year contracts so they're all going to be in next year as well and they're bad this year God knows what it's going to be like and next then year the and bizarre, now and then oh, the great. bizarre thing we were all worrying about keeping these players that we thought were terrible about two months ago we got rid of everybody oh, I remember somebody saying well, we don't want any of them get rid of the law and then suddenly we're sweating on keeping yeah. these loan players oh. Yeah, so go ahead, I'll just very quickly finish. Going back to maybe October, I just said, right, there's six out of the 11 players I'd want rid of now. Now, actually, my, you know, my view has changed a lot on them, and now you say, well, actually, there's very, the people that are, are lined up to leave the club at the moment are the ones that you'd want to, to go, and that's it. You want to keep all the others. It seems to sort itself out. So, re reverting to where we were, one year, two seasons, if people want to buy this, Richard, where can they get it? So, yeah, from trusted City Gent sellers... Outside. Trusted City Gent sellers. <laughs> outside Valley Parade before home games, um, and also they can buy it online if they go to the City Gent website. There is a special link on there which people can go to the dedicated page. Um, if they're buying it from anybody in person, it's a £3 donation, 50% to the Burns unit, 50% to Huntington's Disease Association. If they buy it online, it's just an extra pound, and that pound is just to cover, cover the cost of postage. So, how many have you got left? So, roughly, we've got about 150 left now. We had 500 printed, which I will say holding his hand up because you can't see me. I did think Mike was uh, a bit um, over-optimistic, but he's going to be proved right. I think come the end of the season, we'll probably end up selling just about the number that we have printed. So, fantastic effort. Thank you if anybody's listening to this that have already purchased one. Hopefully you've enjoyed reading it. If you haven't already purchased one, if I can encourage you to buy one, then please do so. And like I say, all proceeds go into the two um, dedicated charities because me and my wife paid for all the printing and City Gen uh, have kindly paid for the cover, which Mike alluded to earlier, and also the proofreading. So I just want to say just on the record, production of thank you so. to Mike. That's fantastic. It's a fabulous effort. And of course you can buy it in the Record Cafe where we're sat today. I believe we've got uh, copies on sale. It's good to say that everybody is, perhaps when you started writing this, well rather when you started finishing this, 
we were in the Bradford City as a football club was in a, a bit of a bleak place. But perhaps now we're talking, oh, we'll probably lose 5 0 today and this all sounds like nonsense. <laughs> but we feel a little bit more optimistic and hope for that, hope sales. So, do you think there'll be an end of season presentation with these large jet things on the pitch? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I thought about it. So, hopefully, um, can do something with the Burns unit, obviously. There's the bucket collection usually at the end of season, last home game, which the supporters trust usually organise. Maybe can time with that. And certainly, um, I've already contacted the chief executive of Huntington's Disease Association over in Liverpool, and I'm going to go over there in the summer. Um, maybe with uh, one of my friends who features in the book and uh, do a presentation to them. But certainly we'll let city gen leaders know how things are progressing um, as I have done in the uh, current issue. That's brilliant. Well, chaps, thank you very much. It's been a great day again at the Record Cafe and uh, listening again next month when we'll have a yet another podcast. Thank you.